Hello, hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way over at adcsports.com slash Dallas. Primetime as always brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Net. We will talk more about them and the right of the week in a few moments here on the show. But ladies and gentlemen, we made it. We are less than 24 hours away from the 2022 NFL Draft. And there is no better way to celebrate this with none other than Cowboys expert and draft expert, or in his own words, draft nerd, Bob Sturm from The Athletic. My favorite Dallas Cowboys columnist by far. Uh, pretty insightful conversation with him. He is a very smart football person, and I'm excited to share this conversation with you. We're less than 24 hours away from the NFL draft, and this is one of the most fun primetime shows that I've had the pleasure of recording. So before we get to the conversation with Bob Sturm, let me know in the chat if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, who's your ideal pick for the Cowboys at 24th? I talked with Bob Storm about this. We talked about wide receivers, Sion Johnson versus Kenyon Green, and much more. So stay tuned. And hey, as always, primetime brought to you by FreemanMazda.net. The ride of the week is the new Mazda CX-9 Touring starting at $39,050. It's got Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, third row sitting, adaptive cruise control, all-wheel drive and the comfort of rain sensing wipers you can check that out in the family-owned business that is freemanmazda.net and you can check out their wide range of new 2022 mazda vehicles again that it's freemanmazda.net without further ado ladies and gentlemen here is the athletics bob Sturm. Joining us now on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, none other than the man, the myth, and I will not say the legend because legend implies the past tense, none other than Bob Stern from The Athletic. Bob, thank you for doing this. Thank you for joining the show. Absolutely my pleasure. It's great to be on with you. We are, well, when people are listening to this show, we're going to be one slip away from the NFL draft which is always something special. And I don't know about you, Bob, but there's something about having the 24th overall pick that I like over having a top 10 pick or a top five pick because it seems that the possibilities are endless. I don't know, what do you what, what do you prefer as a content creator, maybe? Well, I, you know, obviously, the, the higher they are, the easier it is to figure <laughs> out what might happen. So you're right, the, the possibilities are endless. But that also means our preparation has to be endless as well to know all these guys uh, and, you know, not just in the first round. But I I try to get as many of the top 100 really studied. And, uh, you know, it's it's the, the, it's a different deal because if you're picking, let's say, 10th, um, I guess where they ended up last year before they traded back. If you're if you're picking there. It's not that hard to process of elimination, evaluation. OK, it's going to be one of these five guys. Oddly enough, I didn't have Micah Parsons probably in my my this this will be their guy uh, last year going into it. That completely shocked me, which, uh, again, tells us be ready for anything. When you get to 24, though, or 28 or 27, some of the places the Cowboys have been after decent seasons, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different deal because now you're you're depending on the entire league 
and and you're waiting for the entire league to kind of tell you what your board will look like three hours into the draft. So it's a little bit of a different exercise, but uh, there's still some value in in our in the way we try to prepare. We we try to you know not fall in love with a guy because he might be gone at 18. And so you, you have to have a series of options just like the Cowboys do in the, in the draft room. And it feels like it's even more the case now with so many quarterbacks that we don't know really where they will fall. And you see all of these mock drafts and people don't even seem to agree on who's going to be the top three picks right in these 2022 NFL draft. So that's definitely something interesting. However, are you on the side of, of, because it seems to me that Cowboys Nation is split into. There are those who believe that the board will be wiped out at 24th, and there are those who believe that there will be plenty of options when the Cowboys are finally on the clock. Where would you fall in those two categories, do you think? Well, I, I think I, I think they're sort of related, uh, just in the sense that this draft, in my opinion, this is a, a somewhat... Uh, less intriguing draft for the casual because uh, you can't say these are the five future superstars in this draft and therefore they'll be the top five picks. I, I, I really think it's it's more of a eye of the beholder. Now there's great quality in this draft, but there may not be great elite quality. So there's a difference there. And, and the good news is uh, this is probably a better season or a better time to have a deeper pick than picking second. Like if you're Detroit and uh, you're, okay, we got the second pick. Uh, this is going to change everything. Well, I'm not sure there's a franchise-changing guy at number two. Uh, maybe, maybe there is. But so it's been explained to me that at the very top of the draft, it's a weak draft. But then the what I'm interested in, the top 100, Top 100, very strong, but everyone's going to have a different way of stacking their top 50. So if you got 10 teams all saying, all right, give me your top 50 prospects, we might get 100 different names because nobody can agree who those top 50 guys are, which should be good for the contenders, the teams like the Cowboys who had 12 wins last year. And all of this, as you said, maybe doesn't make it as attractive for the casual fan, yes. but for the diehard fan, that's, that's right. just amazing. And it's going to be an insane draft. So let's yeah, talk and the good news bit. is the casuals aren't watching uh, stuff, uh, guys <laughs> that you and I are doing. Be, you got to be pretty into the draft to, uh, to, to, to dial us up so, uh, so we, can, we can go deep as you want here. Yeah, probably, you know, on Thursday, you're, you tune into the NFL draft. By Friday, you're, you're making plans to go out with your friends if you're a That's casual right. fan. But let's talk about wide receivers here because I was intrigued by this. You put together your Storm 60 usually. This time yeah. it will go up to 65. And it seemed to me it, right off the bat, you're high on a lot of these wide receivers. Uh, yeah. I, I would say in comparison to other draft analysts. So, for example, you had... Six wide receivers with a first-round grade, then another two with a first to second grade, and yet uh, one for a second grade, and then second to third, you have uh, Watson there. Just your overall thoughts on this wide receiver class, and then I will ask you, if the Cowboys picked one at 24th, who would be your favorite one uh, okay. for the Dallas Cowboys? Okay, yeah, so it's, it's a really interesting group. Um, I think we're seeing college football is, is – uh, 
producing a ton of top pass catchers and you know the way the game's going where uh the 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 passing game is continuing to grow 11 personnel is continuing to grow 10 personnel is growing so now teams are putting four receivers on the field quite a bit the cowboys aren't as into that they like the tight end and I think ideally they would like multiple tight ends as kind of their base, but because uh, Mike McCarthy does prefer the run pass situation where um, you know you 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 kind of set up a defense to not know what to key on, and that should make your passing game easier. So I get that, but the league in general is needing more and more wide receivers, and 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 college is producing them. So I don't see franchise altering wide receivers necessarily in terms of a top five guy i don't see megatron in this draft uh there there are there are certain things we look for in 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 completeness for our prospects to say this guy is a high first but it's in terms of actual first so what we're looking at there is this guy can be your best wide receiver uh thanks cd lamb a couple years ago this guy can be your number one receiver he can do everything pretty well but there might be one or two things that make you think in the case of uh like chris alave uh, garrett wilson you're talking about size uh, when you when you look at a guy like Traylon Burks, you might say, uh, is he twitchy enough? Is he uh, explosive enough as a leaper? Uh, is he you know can he can he win a dunk contest? Uh, basically, is is what you're looking for there. So so they all do different things well. Um, I'm not positive that any of them scream superstar top five receiver in the league. But you know that's the interesting thing about this position. If you look at the best receivers right now in the NFL. Very few of them were top of the draft guys. Uh, Devonte Adams, uh, Cooper Cup. I mean, you you can make a long list of our superstar wide receivers were not superstars on draft day. So now you're looking at technicians, guys who can win at all the levels, and that's why you know I, I do come back to a guy like Chris Olave as as a real ideal player because he's a route runner. He can win, uh, you know, short. He can win long. Uh, he can he can win inside the numbers. He can win out to the sideline. But but more than anything, he just understands the position. The downside is he barely weighs 180 pounds. We used to really care about that because durability. Now with the changing of the rules, the elimination of headshots, you can kind of ease up our standards on size and body armor. And we can say, well, this guy can have a long career because we're seeing it now. They're calling safeties for attempted decapitations, you know? And so uh, overall, I, I do think that we're, we're seeing the evolution of the National Football League continue to grow. When I look at who would fit best for the Cowboys, well, then I suppose I'm looking for, you know, somebody to take the role of Amari Cooper. And, you know, when I look at that type of guy, you know, a traditional X receiver, I really think a lot of people are sleeping on somebody like George Pickens from Georgia. I think he is, you know, great size. He's got a little Des Bryant look to him. Uh, he really knows what he's doing. He's been injured, and that's and that's probably why he isn't a top 10 guy. But I, I think a guy like uh, like a George Pickens would fit very well for them. I, I really like Traylon Burks. Uh, and I and I do like Drake London, and I think a lot of people are not as high on Drake London as I am. But but I think uh, he, you know he is even more twitchy than Burks is. Like I you know uh, London 
really is a basketball player who really could win a dunk competition. I think he has almost a 40-inch vertical leap, so now you can win those aerial battles as well. So it's it's going to be like everything on draft day, which is, uh, you know, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? I know is a great cliche, and we're all going to have a different answer, so we're all going to find a different receiver we're in love with. But these first-round guys, these six guys that I'm a big fan on, and by the way, those first seconds you to speak of, I think I have uh, the Penn State kid Dotson in there, and yeah. uh, maybe maybe a couple others. And the point, Sky that, Moore, yeah, yeah, Sky Moore, they are tremendous players as well. I just don't know that they could be a one. They're more of like a two. But in again, in today's eleven personnel modern NFL, you need a two. You need a very good two, and uh, your three uh, is important. So uh, I think the Cowboys do want three competent weapons at wide receiver who can win on multiple levels, who can do multiple things, and I think any of those eight for sure could fit that mold. And it's not only, like you said, like your favorite uh, flavor of ice cream, but also who's there in the first place. That's right. Wide receivers are expected to be taken uh, before the Cowboys are on the clock with the 24th pick. Many of them. You, you, you mentioned the ex-receiver conversation, and I think this is an interesting point for the Cowboys because you have C.D. Lamp, who you know can yep. do some outside things and some damage on the outside, but also you might wonder, is the best version of C.D. Lamp on the slot playing on the inside? Do you believe that? What, however the Cowboys feel on this topic, like if they feel CeeDee Lamb should be inside almost exclusively or if they feel differently and they say we prefer to keep Lamb on the outside, does that play a big role into who they pick when they address the wide receiver position? Or you, do you think it's the other way around in which they take the best available and then just make things fit? I, 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 like, I like the latter. I like the fact that, as you said, C.D. Lamb is so versatile, so talented. At Oklahoma, we saw him win everywhere. Uh, in Dallas, we've seen him win far more between the numbers. I'll be honest with you. I've seen him take so many big hits that I do think he could stay healthier longer outside the numbers. I just think, uh, you know, uh, Dak at times loves those seam throws to C.D. Lamb. Well, look who's at the top of a seam throw, a safety trying to uh, take uh, C.D. Lamb's head off. Now, like I said earlier, they're trying to legislate that out of our sport. At the same time, sometimes a guy will says, go ahead and penalize me. I need to make a statement right now. So, I, I you know, I think C.D. Lamb is talented enough that you could sit there at 24 and realize that five of these guys are already going to be gone. I mean, I think that's very possible that between, oh, I don't know, 12, maybe even 10 with the Jets, but uh, from about 10 to 22, 23, where's Green Bay and Kansas City, you know, you start to say there's going to be five or six guys gone already. And so you probably won't have your pick of the litter, and you probably are smart to say, okay, Michael Gallup can do a lot of great things. Uh, C.D. Lamb can do a lot of great things. Uh, but now if I really want a receiver, I might have to be flexible about how I see this offense. And I think McCarthy can handle that. I think the front office can handle that. Uh, I, you know, I, I think it's a massive advantage that C.D. Lamb can do everything you want. And while we haven't seen it all at the NFL level, we know he has it in him. That's why I had C.D. Lamb as a high first-round grade in his draft. And, and like I said, I don't see any of those 
I think he's more talented than anybody in this draft. So I don't know if that will age well, but but that's how I felt then, and that's how I feel now about this group of guys. They're very, very good. Many of them are ready to be studs right now at the NFL level, but um, there there might be a little something lacking with each of them that might not make them a C.D. Lamb caliber prospect, but darn close, and I think they should be interchangeable like you want your passing game to be. Interesting. And, and well, the Cowboys did pick CeeDee Lamp at 17th yes. when he was considered a massive faller right. as opposed to picking at 24th in which a spot in which maybe you're more comfortable picking a guy with those kind of question marks, right? And maybe unrelatedly or maybe relatedly, let's talk about that actual 24th pick because yes. we're one night away from the NFL draft. And I wanted to ask you, Bob, for now, Let's forget about the mock draft feel of things in which people are actually trying to predict what the team will do. Right. Before that, I want to ask you, if it was Bob Sturm at the wheel for the Dallas Cowboys, whose name would be on that card? Maybe a realistic name. Yeah. Who, who, who would you like at that spot? Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it, it would serve us to try to remain realistic as much as possible. And so yeah. uh, C.D. Lamb, as you'll recall, at 17, and you just said it, I think it's Bears repeating. In my mind, he was a top eight player. And so if you find at your pick, in this case 24, that there's a top 12 or 15 player, sometimes you have to deviate from what you thought you would go get. I don't know that Micah Parsons was that guy last year, but they say he is. The only thing I caution people is no matter who they pick, they're going to say they had him graded in the top 12 in this draft. They they do every year. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to ruin anyone's uh, 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 belief in uh, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, but uh, the Cowboys will always tell you that uh, whoever they pick, they had him uh, rated as one of the very best players in the draft, and good for them. They, you know, they, they want to, you know, pump the guy up with confidence and and make uh, themselves look like they had a great draft. So I just wanted to say even, that. Even when they trade down all, uh, to the bottom of the first round and pick uh, Travis Frederick, right? <laughs> yes, yes. We got our guy. We got our guy. No, I, you know, as, as I sit here uh, and look at what they're trying to do on Thursday, I can definitely see the objectives are wide receiver, offensive line, edge. Those would be the three objectives. So if we're going to move off of those guys, somebody really special would have to fall. So let's assume that won't happen. Let's assume the guys at 24 are sort of the guys that are currently on the radar. And that's why I would probably join most people in coming back to the same few names. Uh, and, and, and I really like uh, the Texas A&M offensive lineman, Kenyon Green. I really like uh, a little bit less, but I do like, you know, uh, somebody like uh, Zion Johnson, who who people are talking about quite a bit. I did not have him uh, as a first. I had him as a first second. But when but part of the reason I want people to remember this position scarcity and position value are very important to me on draft day. What that means is tier one is quarterback. Tier two is always going to be uh, left tackle, cornerback, edge rusher and sometimes game-changing wide receiver. And then tier three is everybody else. Run and hit linebacker, uh, interior offensive line, uh, safeties, guys like that. So if I can get a tier two player uh, and a tier three player, so in this case, let's say 
a wide receiver of a first round grade and a guard of a first round grade like uh, Kenyon Green, I'm probably going to always opt for the wide receiver. But I know for a fact the Cowboys don't agree with that thinking. The Cowboys have often taken interior offensive linemen in the first round. They took a running back at number four. So we know <laughs> they don't. I mean, I didn't even mention running back, did I? That's like tier four to me. Uh, but but I I just want people to understand that my view of, of positional value is based more on like uh, Bill Walsh's teachings than Jerry Jones. Jerry and I don't see football the same way, and that's fine. I think we're both comfortable with that. So, so when I look at who I expect to be there, we're looking at the fifth or sixth best wide receiver in the, in the league's opinion, but you might be able to get the first or second best guard uh, and, and in Kenyon Green's case, I love the fact that he can play guard or tackle. He has, and he's pretty good at it. He's a better guard, but that's okay. I, I could see him playing guard until Tyron is gone, and then maybe he could move to tackle. There, there are many options with a guy like Kenyon Green. And then <clears throat> from the edge rusher standpoint or from the defensive line standpoint, I'm all about the Jordan Davis conversation to a certain extent. But uh, I'm more interested in somebody like George Karloftis from Purdue. I think uh, Karloftis could really help the Cowboys figure out that edge opposite Demarcus Lawrence. I think he's great against the run. I think he's super athletic. I think he has developing pass moves. And I think he's a great dude. So, uh, you know, the two names I keep coming back to that I think at least one of them will be a 24, and I would be pleased as could be, would be Kenyon Green and George Karloftis. I know that's not quite uh, going to make people run to the pro shop and buy jerseys <laughs> because it's a guard and it's a, uh, you know, a, a run pass edge, not just a Von Miller uh, twitchy edge rusher. This is more of a, you know, solid base 4-3 edge. Uh, so, so those aren't real splashy, but I'm cool with that. And if they end up with somebody like Traylon Burks instead, I think that would really improve their passing game. So I would endorse that maybe even more. I just can't tell you if I believe in my heart that five wide receivers are going to be gone. I don't know who number six would be. And therefore I don't want to fall in love with the premise of a wide receiver when I think I can go get yeah. the best guard available. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Now, let me ask you just two more. Well, you already said the, the Karlaftis thing that I was going to ask. But let me ask you one more thing before I let you go. Sure. I know that you like Kenyon Green more. And in your uh, analysis of the offensive lineman, you mm -hmm. mentioned that you liked Green better, probably because he has the highest ceiling between him and Sion Johnson. Yes. But if you had to make the case for Sion Johnson, what would it be over Kenyon Green if you had to make the case? Well, uh, I, I would say uh, that that Zion, man, I don't know that I could make the case over him, and and so it it might be go back to the ice cream conversation. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I always tell people when I evaluate prospects, I don't have the full information, I don't have the medicals, and I also don't have the face to face get to know the guy. And I do believe, and people, uh, you know, fantasy football has ruined this for everybody, but I do believe uh, that we have to get good humans who want to be part of the team concept. Now, that's not hard with interior offensive linemen. They're usually all really guys who buy in. But I do think those uh, 
conversations, those senior bowl, uh, combine interviews, those, those visits to the, to the star. I think it's very important to sit a guy down and to help him understand what we're all about as a franchise. And what are you all about as an athlete? And do we have a fit here? Because, uh, we can't have 45 guys on 45 different agendas. It's important that they want to be a Dallas Cowboy for the right reasons. And, and so, Zion could pass Kenyon Green in that conversation. Also, I'm going to hand him a marker and go to the board, and I want him to to tell me, you know, how he sees blitzes, how he sees stunts, and and you know, I need to check his mental acumen. So I don't have testing scores on those guys, but I do think as fans and as media, we get caught up on 40 time, vertical leap, bench press reps, but we don't have any way to measure how smart they are. And I do know for a fact Zion Johnson is a very brilliant man. He's a he he is you know people around Zion talk about his mental acumen. Uh, you know the, the the fact that he's sharp as a tech. I love that. Not to say Kenyon Green isn't, but again, this is where the interview process would be very helpful to guys like me and you is to sit in there and say, all right, we just want to know what do you think about this play we run. Uh, we're going to show it to you one time on video. Now, can you go draw it up on the board? It's not as important for a guard to be great at that as, say, a quarterback, but it's important. I want really smart offensive linemen because the NFL is all about complexity. They're all about trying to confuse us at the offensive line. They're about walking the linebackers down. Oh, oh that's a safety. Boy, is that a corner blitz over there? We, Your center needs to be able to handle all that, but the guards and tackles can't be uh, you know, dim bulbs themselves. They have to be sharp. And, and, and so when you say make a case for this lineman over that lineman, the way I think a guy can leap another guy, aside from medicals, you know, we, we want the, the, the fit body and we want versatility, but I also want to know that this guy would be a great partner if we played Trivial Pursuit or uh, board games or, uh, you know, crossword puzzles. Uh, I will always err on the, smart, on the, uh, on the side of uh, get me some very sharp uh, players who, who I believe are good in the classroom too, because that's a big part of football, uh, especially on offense is making sure that they have the mental acumen and, uh, the knowledge of what they're doing and what the whole field is doing. Uh, these are important things for me. And it probably picks up as you go inside on the offensive line, like you mentioned, right. the center is the, is the guy that needs to have it a plus mental processing. And it maybe slows down from the inside to the outside. It makes a lot of sense. Well, only about less than 24 hours to go until we finally know who the Cowboys pick is at 24th. Bob Sturm, thank you for joining the show. Thank you for joining Primetime. And let me fanboy a little bit here. Uh, Joe Posnanski, not that long ago, from formerly from The Athletic, wrote an article in which he discussed sports columnists. And he said that with all of the social media takes going around, that maybe sports columnists were fading away a little bit and maybe they were not able to really reflect how a city should feel about its favorite team. I think that you, Bob, do a tremendous elite job with the morning after column and it's must read content for the Dallas Cowboys. So I appreciate you joining the show. Thank you for that. And hey, uh, let's see who the Cowboys pick. Yeah, man. Oh, that's, that's very nice of you to say. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. Thank you, guys. Uh, tomorrow night, you will have Skywalker still covering the draft here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And I will see you on Friday. Thank you for tuning in. Leave a like and see you the next time. Thank you.